0: Hello and welcome to Dreamspace from Factory International with me Gemma Kearney. I'm a broadcaster, an art lover and a daydreamer. In every episode of Dreamspace, we're inviting a special guest to take over our minds and our imaginations, transporting us to a place filled with whatever they want, creating their perfect lineup of art, music, inspiration and more. We want to push the boundaries of what is possible and create new visions together, asking the question what kind of art the world needs right now, inventing tomorrow together. There's no limits to dreams, so open up your mind, get relaxed, and let's get dreaming. Today our dreamer is Ivan Michael Blackstock. With a background in contemporary dance, South London-born Ivan is a true multidisciplinary artist. From Sadler's Wells in London to Paris's Vallette Theatre to working with Beyoncé on the choreography of both Black as King and the Grammy award-winning music video Brown Skin Girl. Alongside this, for over seven years, Blackstock has been developing Traplord a project concocted in the abandoned East London Ledge Centre that touches on themes of masculinity, mental health and race and has recently been nominated for the Olivier Awards as Best New Dance Production. This is Ivan Blackstock's Dream Space. Evan Michael Blackstock, welcome to the dream space. How does it feel to be in this floating existence?
1: You know, well, I believe I came from the dream state first. That's where I was birthed, you know? And then I kind of came into this existence. And then sometimes I frequently visit the dream space when I go to sleep, or I'm in this kind of daydream or reverie of just reflecting. Sometimes it's unbeknownst to me, and sometimes I purposely ask to go there, but I would say in the past couple of years, I think once I turned 30, I've been learning to lean into that space a little bit more because there's so much things that I feel like I buried and still things to discover in that space, which I feel like I can use in my day-to-day reality so my practice is dance and movement and you know from a very young age i somewhat learned to activate the body and go into this place but it wasn't a thing that i was conscious of it until i had to go through certain life experiences and mature it's like neverland isn't it (laughs) now as i've matured i feel like i know how to activate my body and go into that place. And when I'm in that place, I can see other things, actually. I can see sound differently. I can hear sound differently. I can taste sound differently. I can taste movement, swim through it, be that emotion. The way I get to that place is definitely through activating the body first, Mm -hmm. and then I get to see other and experience other worlds through that.
0: Sounds so pleasurable. (laughs)
1: Yeah, sometimes and sometimes not Because, you know, as a person that uses the body You know, sometimes you have to really embody feelings and emotions So sometimes it's not always flowers and roses That you're trying to embody So, yeah, it's not always pleasurable, I would say I think sometimes, you know, those things from the past Are within your DNA, you know, ancestral memory And what I've learned... Uh, what I've discovered, shall I say, is, yeah, when I activate the body and move the body, memory comes back. It reminds me of who I am. I've become a time traveller, you know, so I can go into the past, I can go into the future, I can be very present, but, you know, before I do my time travelling, I have to find presence first.
0: Okay, let's go there. I'm really excited to get into your dream space. Is it an intimate experience? Are there lots of us? Is it a huge, big show? I mean, what portal are we going into and how? Who can I invite?
1: I love big spectacles, you know. I think that's something I'm really interested in developing in my career. But I feel that sometimes when the crowd is too big, the work changes. And sometimes it can be very taxing to the creative and i feel within this dream space it nothing feels taxing Mm. you know it comes with flow so i would say it's definitely an intimate immersive experience it feels very 360 i like to work in that sort of way so it's not going to be like a proscenium arch kind of experience and i like to blend genres as well so You won't know what you would experience because that's how I like to leave my audience. (laughs) And what I try to do is go to a personal place. I like to always tell my stories from that. You know, I, I remember when I used to choreograph work and it was my kind of, you know, early start to my career and I would just pull random concepts and ideas from places but I never really fully landed until I felt that I had to land with myself so I would say that yeah it will come from a personal place and the audience I would say that like you know the audience would be an audience that's maybe never experienced my work before because I always like to share my work with new people it's a new experience for them and it will be a new experience for me each performance is unique and I think the people who be in the audience will be politicians gatekeepers people who I believe well, if I wouldn't understand what the hell is going on that's what it would be would it, you know in my reality I want to connect with my people but in my dreams I'm fighting demons
0: If there's anyone listening and inhabiting this space, letting it unfurl for them, who doesn't think that dance or movement is a medium or form that appeals to them, Mm. what is it about this dream space that might be able to persuade them?
1: I think with this dream space, and I think within all of my work, and I think that I've been developing how to take my dream space and put it into material into matter, into reality so I would say it will be a combination of many different mediums, ideas because I can understand sometimes when people see dance and they watch it and like, I don't get it I don't get it you know, and I feel that, yeah, me too (laughs) sometimes when I watch people's work, I'm like, yeah, I don't get it but sometimes I feel it like, yeah, I felt that you know I feel that that's where, as I've looked at more about embodiment and you know how to access different places of the mind, body, and soul, or even being present. I think the way I understand it is through the body first, but I will definitely invite the realms of image and you know sound when I mean sound voice and spoken word, and I do believe there needs to be various paths to the truth so yeah I would definitely invite different mediums and different sorts of artists real people because I feel that um, I always start from a real place as I mentioned before and I remember I used to use this spiel when I'm trying to sell my work in certain spaces and I said I used to say it's called real surrealism because I anchor it to something real and then I pull it and stretch it or I squeeze it down and concentrate it And it started to develop more, actually, more in symbolism. Even movement is very symbolic. But even now, my storytelling has become like that. I think that, like, I never know what I'm doing. (laughs) And I very much know what I'm doing. (laughs) I love that. You know? So, like, I used this analogy the other day. Like, I'm going to go for a run. I know what I'm doing. But on that journey, I'm not thinking about every step and, like the whole thing or what my body's doing. And I allow my body to be a channel. And it tells me maybe slow down because of your heart. Watch out for that car. You can pick up pace now. So I think it's like very much so when I would go into this dream space and make this work, I will know what I'm doing. And what I'm doing usually is kind of coated in divinity. The end result for me is all of us coming together somehow and unity so I look at that in many shapes and forms and I don't try as I said try to force it I walk into a room and I would listen feel observe and the work then starts it starts with me being in my own dream state and then you know once I'm in the room, we find a way to connect our dream states together. <laughs> Shall I say, we all plug in and we're in this, our own kind of dream matrix. We build this world. <laughs>
0: I want to build a new one, that's for sure. And then we bring it into material.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's what we do, man.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready to immerse. Here I am, ready for this spectacle, an intimate spectacle. I'm so intrigued symbolism how does that actualize in this dream what can i see
1: i've been feeling of doing a piece of work for a very long time and it starts off with a bare stage there's nothing it's just a solo someone on stage I'm not biased of age, but it would be someone where is it's either a very, young child or someone elderly. And then through that process, we all do the dream together. <laughs> you know, we all start the dream. So we all start in a blank slate, you know. And then over time, these worlds start to emerge. Voices and, you know, stories start to emerge into this. And a strong visual I see is... It won't be this, but a nativity play. <laughs> you know, you know when you see, like, a nativity play or, I don't know, something of Peter Pan, it's so stripped back. It's so, like, typical theatre where you've got the cardboard cut-out trees and stuff like mm-hmm. that. That's how it would, it would slowly merge into that. And then slowly this set will emerge, these ideas of technology. And you can maybe say it's the journey or maybe diaries of us existing.
0: Okay, I'm seeing lots of different things in my mind's eye. Mm. (laughs) I love this element of DIY, am I right? Is there something DIY about this naivety and this confidence with our own imagination?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Like, you know, my school is the street, (laughs) you know, and that's from DIY culture, punk culture, hip hop, you know, and all the new other subcultures that are emerging and was before. So a lot of my references come from that. In this uh, material life, I have um, a very small team, but we put our hands in the mud and start building the house, (laughs) start building the foundation. And I think that after a while, you start to understand what you're doing and new technology evolves and other people start, it starts to become a community.
0: And do I get to interact with my body as I've come to see it? Am I part of a movement somehow? Mm.
1: As an audience member? Yeah. Um, I... No. (laughs) (laughs) Reason why I say that, because when you're initiating people into something new, you can't throw them everything. Mm-hmm. And if the body naturally activates or the, their voice naturally activates, that's what needs to happen. I would make them be like, okay, buckle in <laughs> mm-hmm. and take this medicine. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and then once they've taken it, some people have no effects a placebo to them. And some people will start to feel or change or feel the effects of the medicine. You know? Would it
0: be fair to say that in this dream world with Ivan, second and third chances exist? We get three chances. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you have limitless lives.
1: Love that. You have limitless lives. You know, it's well, what it is <laughs> actually, it's a play, it's a game, it's a movie. Don't we all feel like it's all of those things? This life, or how it all is, this dream. I remember watching the Bruce Lee film, the biopic. I remember there's a scene where he has to go in this dream and like defeat this demon. And he can't accomplish uh, something in his real life, you know? And he keeps coming back to the same dream. You know, And I feel that there's uh, a lot of information <laughs> that we can uh, utilize on our day-to-day life if we take a pause or take a step back or allow ourselves to go into that space again. But sometimes for some people it could be tricky because it comes in symbolism. So that's where, you know, this work, I'll be interested in how we can give people clarity a little bit. But yeah, in my last kind of production I did, uh, Traplord, <laughs> which yes. uh, Factory International obviously is partners with the co-producers. You know, there's a lot of ideas of, yeah, looking at the shadow and using philosophical doctrine and, you know, the characters are kind of these shadowy characters navigating their experiences, but also trying to find this light, you know, so we will play with this light and shade and juxtaposition. And, you know, actually the environment we, we kind of start off with, it starts off in darkness, and, you know, I was very much inspired by Plato's Allegory of the Cave um, as one of the concepts and uh, Dante's Divine Comedy and Paradise Lost. And even, you know, you could say the dream state or not, Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis. So all of these things, yeah, I very much use, I said, like ancestral memories. Sometimes it just comes to me. Yeah. And sometimes it's through what I've learned at school or what I you know, come across on the street or through conversation. And some of them are kind of archetypal ideas of what I've came across through studying theatre. But, yeah, it starts off with me finding me first and then the channel opens, I would say.
0: You've worked with a lot of prolific and known artists, you um... I mean, there's so many hmm. to name, like from literally the queen that is Beyonce <laughs> to Kylie Minogue, uh, Dizzy Rascal. Come on, keep, come on, I, w- I want more. Tell me more. I want to hear all I the am? amazing names Will I Am, Nenna Cherry. Yeah. um Tomasi and- Washington. Oh, stop that.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so incredible. When you work with these incredible artists who, you know, are full-time, embodied, famous people with budgets to make incredible things happen. Who shines in this space? Like, who really does, like, surprise as a collaborator with their imagination? Who's been super inspiring in that way?
1: Ah, uh, I think it's the, one of the most controversial Black artists of this <laughs> millennia, uh, Kanye West
0: hmm do have you worked with him
1: no I haven't but if I were to think of someone who's inspired me you know because I feel like I, I don't know I, I'm very like weird I don't have a favorite music genre I listen to I don't have a favorite yeah. thing I actually I do have maybe a few favorite songs but I'm a bit weird I listen to those my top seven songs I've been listening to the same songs for about eight years eight nine years please
0: tell me them um, that's commitment that is one of my songs
1: serious. i I play religiously it's a song called "Charge," and it's by this French rapper called Caris but it's a remix version by a Canadian music producer. I think it's called mr Carmack and The reason why I keep revisiting some of those sounds it activates something in me. I see everything, so even if I'm thinking of how to deal with my taxes, <laughs> how to make a new show or how do I deal with this personal thing? I can play that one song and that song will always give me what I need because the artists made magic. They've done something and that's what all artists should be looking to do to invoke emotion. that was the first song I kind of came across where I realized, whoa, so every time I listen to this song, it does something. That's really weird, you know? And then I just kept on listening to it and listening to it. So, you know, some of the work I've done for, yeah, Beyonce, for my show Trap Lord or trying to figure out ideas for my arts organization cross-platform, I just put on the song, (laughs) And, you know, I just let it play and let it play again. I might play it a few times, you know, and sometimes I have to move my body to evoke something and it comes and it's just like, oh, why don't you do this? (laughs) Or how about this idea? Or sometimes I see it very clearly in front of me, like a movie or like I'm observing this movie and I'm like, okay, so that needs to happen there, that needs to go through here and the door opens at this point.
0: So, do we interweave it into this particular space? And I'm gonna ask whether Kanye or Kanye's artistry, being somebody that inspires you, is in this liminal world.
1: Mm, no, nah, there's no one famous. Okay, <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> nah.
1: <laughs> I, I think that, you know, sometimes when you bring these people of notoriety and has a certain status, It can change the work, you know, because some people are not seeing the work and it's hard for them to pull out of that and experience something new. So I feel it would be people who are on the street, potentially an open call, (laughs) you know. And as I said, it will be people from maybe age five to age whatever, (laughs) you know. Some will be professionals, some will be maybe ex convicts or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I, it, it will be, as I said, this journey through or a diary of like this human experience. We might reference that, and I, but I do feel that, you know, we're in this age of the influencer and celebrity, and that's something we all need to be careful of of what does that really What does the influencer mean? And what are you influencing? And why are you influencing? So, nah, it won't have any of that energy around it. But I would love for the endorsement (laughs) you know and (laughs) for for people to be like look at this look at this
0: ooh this is so rich um sounds wise do I hear anything in particular
1: yeah the sound will definitely come from the people and I feel that yeah we'll go on this kind of interesting floating through different cultures and things that we recognise of nostalgia and future sounds of, like, yeah, what does happens when AI makes music? What happens when the human and, you know, uh, machine learning comes together? What happens when two humans come together? Yeah, we'll do all of that. But I also feel that um, there will be no sound. The work I like to create, it shocks you straight off the bat, <laughs> you know, or it gives you a, a jolt like oh okay I'm, I'm, I'm here I'm in <laughs> you know yeah I don't know I usually have the same pattern it kind of usually gets people like within the first five minutes that's my thing and I feel like when I reflect on watching great movies that I enjoy it does that and within the first five minutes like okay I'm in I kind of have a, a taste of potentially of where I'm going to go. It's like a baby tasting sugar for the first time. (laughs) You know, like, oh, whoa, what is this? (laughs) I love that, you know? But I think if you gave it something too sweet, it's going to be too intense. And if you give them not enough after that, they're like, yo, I want more of this. Come on, give it to me. Any good doctor would prescribe the right enough medicine for them.
0: How long does this experience Mm. take?
1: I would say it's maximum two hours, no interval.
0: I feel like I'm on a theme park ride.
1: Yeah, you will be. <laughs> 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 well, I wouldn't say a theme park ride. It's more like a haunted house or fun house or oh, house of mirrors. That.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: So I want to say, yeah, wouldn't it wouldn't be like a roller coaster, you know, because I feel roller coasters, you know, the first little bit, you're still going. You're taking your time, <laughs> isn't it? Where I feel like, you know, where I remember as a kid, when I went into a house of mirrors, you got that mirror straight in front of you.
0: You're, like, you're straight into the
1: maze. And then you see these funny big mirrors and stuff like that. So it will be a bit like that.
0: There's a sense of psychedelia here as well, I feel. Yeah,
1: totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of like art house films, you know, yeah. and magical surrealism in films. So I feel that will definitely be reflected into this this work.
0: You mentioned that being in life, on the street, being somebody who grew up in South London, Mm. it's a very kind of specific space in terms of aesthetically, what you hear, what you see, what life might be like. Why do you think that urban culture is so not usually associated with surrealism and psychedelia and the more mind-bending alternative?
1: Mm. I think that over time it's been pulled away from us you know of what I've seen is the creators of that world have to over explain it to people who don't understand what's happening that culture so I feel that there has been a watering down and due to when you create something like that you kind of create it from a heart space you know you're creating this thing that you want to share but not everyone has the right intentions with it I think the abstraction the surrealism is there but people are so conformed to a certain type of way it's hard for them to break out and yeah break out and see other voices in other ways if I think of street culture and hip-hop if the black exploitation movement, I look at, you know, with the Kung Fu movies and all of this kind of superhero thing that was going on during that time. And then also I think of the Harlem Renaissance and all that amazing art that was coming out of that time. What happens is that abstraction, surrealism becomes into other things. So now you'll see, for instance, the street culture is, yeah, I'm telling my life, but, you know, they'll, for instance, pull out in a music video, 25 guns out of their one, them taken out of their jacket, 25 guns arrive. And it's like, whoa, that's quite <laughs> abstract and magical. But then, you know, sometimes I'm always, uh, I'm a Gemini, so I'm all in both worlds, you know, and I play devil's advocate to myself. But if you look on the other side of the dream, but look at what these young people are doing. Look what hip hop has done. Look what punk culture has done. Look at all of these things that's come from the mud and, you know, the way people are moving their bodies. If I think, for instance, of something I'm connected to is dance. Break dancers, B-boys, what are they doing? <laughs> They're doing the most insane things. I've, I was like, how, how can you do that? You know, especially when I see these young kids who are like 10 you know, no matter where they're from, from Africa, from Japan, from Russia. And they're just doing this insane movement. How like, OK, I'm going to take this phone and I'm going to take this needle and I'm going to make the new way of making scratching music. I'm going to find a way to use analog and tech together. People are finding those interesting magical moments now you know so i do believe like especially within street culture and hip-hop there is also all of that magic where if we vibrate and tune into that we can also see that you know and i do believe there's a massive spectrum and there's choice as well and um, i think as i've gotten older i've made certain choices to see and feel certain things and that's why i feel sometimes my art comes out the way it does wow
0: do we eat anything can I taste anything on this I was gonna say ride but we're not on a roller coaster we're moving through a labyrinth
1: um no I <laughs> think there'll be no food and I was thinking yeah would it be alcohol but nah there won't be no alcohol there won't even be water <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why why are we are we fasting are we finding our our natural state of stillness is it are we purging yeah uh, like what what's the reason for that it
1: it, it is that <laughs> it is that i think that like the performers will be going through something so i do want the audience to be invited you know you said do i participate that's part of the participation <laughs> you know we're all in this together and that's where I believe where we need to get to and moving forward, you know, we need to come together in this actually dream space first. You have to let go and that's also let go of like certain pleasures and letting go of your vices, you know.
0: So our our habits and our tendencies to, to lose ourselves in the endless biscuits that come with cups of tea of a day. Gone. <laughs>
1: gone. Yeah, gone. Your favorite if you drink, I oh don't know, for the Caribbeans that drink supermalt, no super none of that. Oh,
0: but I do <laughs> love a glass of red wine when I'm experiencing theatre. No.
1: No Merlot. No Riola. None of that. No Malbec.
0: <laughs> okay. This has been an absolutely fascinating dream space. Thank you so much, Ivan Michael Blackstock. I feel really inspired by the way you talk about your dream. Oh, thank you. And I feel really appreciative of the full spectrum of this dream space. Um, and that the fact that you're not afraid to shock or to challenge. How do we leave feeling? Mm.
1: You wouldn't know had it ended. I feel you would feel well fed. Hopefully your body would feel strong and activated. Your mind would be now on a new journey to figure something out. And I think your heart and your soul will be open to help you make sense of your mind.
0: I'm Gemma Kearney and you've been listening to Dream Space from Factory International. Today you heard Ivan's vision and you can join us next time as our next guest takes us on a journey around their dream space. You can head to Factory International's website and find more exciting artistic content on Factory Plus. Dreamspace was hosted by me, Gemma Kearney, and the series is produced by Katie Callen and Tess Davidson. With sound design by FemioriOgan Ogun-Williams and theme music by Carmel Smickerskill, the executive producer is Dan Jackson and it is a reduced listening production for Factory International, curated by Scott Smith and Alex Mannion-Jones.